1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet coming up here momentarily. And, Gordon, what a, uh, I think the the folks at uh, AT&T Sportsnet, the, the producers, Bowler, uh, of course, Thurl, Harpering, uh, Kristen, and we we'll are talk to her in a minute. But uh, I think they're all doing a great job. I think the broadcast looks good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed the restart of the season watching on TV, and usually we go to the games But uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I I like the overall vibe from the—I have to give the NBA credit. I've said that all along, but I I think it's living up to uh, the best expectations.
1: Well, I think that it's just been fun to have games to break down again, Gordon, to to talk Mm -hmm. about— you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, that that uh, post game after the Oklahoma City game, I mean, they talking about some bad basketball. But even that we're talking about basketball. It's amazing. It feels so I'm, good.
0: I am so looking forward to tomorrow's pre half and post game, you know, with that jazz. You know, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> four not gonna... out of the five starters will be absent.
1: Aren't you happy that that is the game that uh, we're having you help with us? I, I know you helped the other day, but the, but that's the one uh, you're getting, Gordon. I know you're excited.
0: Oh well, yeah, well, yeah. I have helped out in some of the others, but uh, this one seems uh, particularly interesting.
1: I can't wait to, to, to see because
0: we don't even know who's going to be playing. We don't know the guys.
1: I'm I'm actually only half joking about this. That I I'm excited to see them turn Ray John Tucker loose. <laughs> He actually plays a pretty exciting brand of basketball, so I kind of mean that actually. But I mean, we're 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 going to get to see the 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 bench because four out of five starters are not playing tomorrow. Donovan, Rudy, Mike Conley, Royce O'Neal, all going to be out for tomorrow's game. Uh, Joe Ingles is going to play. And uh, Jordan Clarkson's going to play. But uh, uh, outside of that, we're going to see a lot of the bench unit. All right. And
0: it was all, it was all planned uh, because Locke tipped us off about it a few days ago. He did. So, uh, yeah.
1: All right. Let's get out to the uh, T-Mobile special guest line, T-Mobile and Sprint, coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit t com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now from AT&T Sportsnet, our friend Kristen Kenny. What's going on, Kristen? Hey, guys.
2: Good to talk to you. Hanging out
1: at the casa. Yeah, well, I mean, we're all doing that a little bit. How how uh, how's the broadcast experience going, Kristen? You're, you're you know, it's it's fun. I I was just telling Gordon I think it's it's gone uh, extremely well, and I can't give you guys uh, uh, enough credit. But it's got to be kind of weird standing uh, uh, there in the bowl with nobody around. Oh man, well, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you, we're all doing a great job. I mean, all across the board, I think our group, uh, our broadcast team, and our producers and, you know, executives have all done a really great job at trying to make something from really nothing because you, it is so different being in an empty arena and trying to get hyped up and uh, do some reports when really there's just emptiness and all around you. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been fun. It's uh, come together really nicely. I think you know this is new for everyone so i'm just really excited about the innovation and everything that the nba has been doing as well to to try to bring uh pump some life into these games
0: i've especially enjoyed watching uh you kirsten over there in the uh, virtual fan seats
2: <laughs> you know what when are you going to go in there gordon because that is actually <laughs> really fun i'm going to make an, an effort to get back in there because uh, that was the first time it was very tricky to try to manage like in the fan zone and your eight-second eight seconds away and then trying to be on air at the same time. But now I think I got it. So next game, I think it's Dallas. I'm going to do it again and actually try to interact with some fans and see if we can try to do like a wave or something. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> it like it's be, a whole section to do a wave. <laughs> that would
0: take quite the coordination. Let me ask you though, <laughs> Kristen, let me ask you about what you're seeing on the court because there are some uh, some some highlights and there's are some lowlights so far. There yeah. are reasons for optimism and reasons for pessimism. What are you uh, noting?
2: Well, I think the first three games um, more pessimistic, and you, you started to see clearly the absence of bogey and what that means and what that looks like. Now, there's glimpses of hope in that lakers game and the silver lining about the lakers game is played pretty well the shots didn't fall uh then we look at the most recent game against memphis and first quarter man i thought we were going to come out and continue kind of the the momentum or, or at least play the way we played against the lakers for much of that game minus that third quarter against the lakers and then memphis uh first quarter was rough and then finally in the second quarter started to get things going so once we got things going and the shots were falling and seeing 40% from three and Joe Ingles get into rhythm and Jordan Clarkson get into rhythm, then the you started to see the positive. So I think the first three games when you have, you know, Donovan and Mike and Rudy carrying the load and Royce O'Neill doing a heck of a job defensively, but we really needed uh, Joe and Jordan to find their groove. And we're going to need them even more without Bogey. So I think the positive now is we saw that come together in Memphis – uh, tomorrow being interesting with with a lot of guys practically the whole starting lineup out um, but come time for Denver, that's another big test to see if we can make it rain against Denver
1: Yeah, we were going to preview tomorrow's game with you, Kristen, but it doesn't appear like there's much to preview I, I mean, what do I ask you? I guess which, which bench player that's going to get a big role tomorrow <laughs> are you most looking forward to seeing?
2: Well, I you know, I think um, Tony Bradley is going to get. It'll be really good for him. It'll be really good to get uh, Tucker and you know all the guys. on Morgan. We've, we we want to see. It'd be. It's going to be nice to see those guys um, and get extra minutes. I think in particular though, Tony. You know, the the uh, backup to Rudy and just trying to find that extra presence at the at that five spot when Rudy's not on the floor. Um, Tony's still working through things and he's so young and I think this is just going to allow him hopefully more minutes and more time on the floor um, and, and try to gel with the group. Uh, however, he's not with the, you know, with Mike Conley and, and, and most of our guys that are in the starting group. So, yeah, and I think um, you know I would like to see uh, George Niang uh, make it rain as well, but this is going to be a tough one when you're missing the bulk of your team um, and the bulk of your starters. But, you know, we, we, this is, I guess every other day there's a game. Um, not a lot of time for rest in between, and then we have a back to back. So I could see why this makes sense now.
0: So, Chris, let me ask you this question. We've talked, Jake and I have talked a lot about the top six players and how important they are uh, for the Jazz because of the questions that go on farther down the bench. You mentioned Tony Bradley, but let me eliminate him. Other than him, with and eliminating those top six players, is there anybody else who's going to play a role for the Jazz heading into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, you know, it, I just think that it's... I actually, I really think that what we needed, you know, we need the collective effort all around, but what we really were looking at was Mike Conley coming back, right? And, and picking up some slack, and I think that's what we've seen. But outside of those guys, you know, I, I do think Royce O'Neal, if he can continue to to be uh, – he, he's such a defensive presence, but if he can start finding his groove offensively, and then definitely Jordan Clarkson, no question about that. Um, but George Niang is that silent three-point shooter that if if there's opportunities for him to – for us to drive and kick it out to him – and knock those down. I mean, that's going to be helpful. We see how powerful the three is, and when everyone's feeding off of everyone, then you know, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough thing to to guard. So yeah, I just, I think outside of our main guys, you know, I, I want to see just our three-point shooters um, from the bench really finding a groove there, finding their stroke. Um, yeah, George, George really but,
0: needs to put it together because he's been slumping badly. Maybe Moutier could help. You know, yeah, he hasn't done a whole lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough because it's weird, like in the bubble, how you see a lot of guys that are have these slumps and can't find that rhythm in the bubble, and then some like are breaking out. These young guys on other teams, um, yeah, I would. But Moutier hasn't really been that three point threat. So, but what he what I'm hoping is that he is more aggressive attacking the rim and just getting inside the paint, so that. Jordan and George can have some wide open looks and feel confident in knocking those down. But, and maybe that's just like part of the adapting to this bubble and being away from the game for so long is some guys just can't get into a rhythm. I mean, we saw John Morant, speaking of not getting into rhythm against, uh, with Memphis, I mean, he's been receiving a lot of criticism. Yeah, he's a rookie, but still he's taken a long time to get into any kind of rhythm, Um, you know, and that's your rookie of the year candidate. So I just think it's, take some guys a little bit longer to find it in the bubble. And hopefully George is one of those guys, just like Jordan. You know, Jordan started to find it. And Jordan found it by attacking the rim first, just in having those certain uh, plays set up for him to get the ball, get an easy basket. So, I think he'll come, but let's see when. I mean, maybe tomorrow?
1: Mike Conley's played really well so far, as you alluded to, uh, Kristen. What do you think has been the difference with him?
2: I think he played well, what was it, the last... Um, eight games leading up to the shutdown. Uh, I, You know, Mike's a smart player, high IQ guy. I really think it just came down to getting comfortable in the system. I also think it has a lot to do with what Quinn Snyder always says is that he's letting them just play loose and free. And try not to make him overthink and over coaching him and there's probably a lot going on in his mind and the pressure of adjusting to this new system Um, and he received a lot of criticism for that then the injury and couldn't get back into a groove and I think just letting all of that go and getting back to having fun he alluded to that the other night after uh, the win and you know, really just getting back to loving the game and playing loose and playing free I think that has a lot to do with it and People have to understand that 12 years at one franchise, one system is totally different, and that just takes time. And unfortunately, it didn't happen with the snap of our fingers. But it's happening now, which is much needed.
0: With all the emphasis on that three-point shooting that you were talking about, Kristen, all of that said, what I've seen in the bubble so far, especially it was noticeable against Memphis, how important Rudy Gobert is. No duh, right? I mean, we've been talking about that for years but it seems like it stands out even more now because there's nobody else really who's a rebounder. There's nobody else in there to protect the paint. It's Rudy, man. He's got to do that job. His The emphasis on him is as great now as it's ever been with Rudy and a bunch of short guys on the court.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, small ball and then Rudy Gobert. Uh, it's the cycle tower and the small ball. But, it's yeah, I think, you know, and he may relish in that because that – he likes to be that guy. He likes to be the guy that the team depends on and the team needs. Um, and clearly he is. Even the other night against Memphis, you saw him really aggressive and hustling. And uh, he had a heck of a game that day. I want to say that night, but that day. Um, and he was doing everything. And I think one of the plays too, in and, and asking him about it, looked like he was going to do a, a headstand or uh, flipped over backwards going after a rebound or a ball and you know, that's just the kind of thing that Rudy needs to do and he's been doing it he's looked really really good and I agree with you Gordon I think these um, games in the bubble it's really shown his dominance and how much we need him and, and more of the things that we need from him and we're getting that we're getting that from Rudy he's really stepped up
0: against Memphis like you said 21-16 and three blocks I mean that's about as good as you can expect
2: yeah he's incredible He's, yeah, he's on fire. I just, I think he thrives being in a role like this where he's got to step up. He's got to be that guy, and and he is. And that's really, really good to see. Especially everything that he's gone through. I mean, he told me that this is this has been the toughest time for him, and first time ever in his life he didn't miss the game after testing positive and going through the emotional battle there and um, the scares, the fears, the criticism, and you know to have him bounce back like this it's just
1: really great Kristen we love it when you have a chance to jump on the show thank you for doing it and keep up the good work
2: thanks guys I'll see you in the fan zone
1: sounds good (laughs) thanks Kristen that's Kristen Kinney of AT&T Sportsnet Uh, Gordon we have some breaking news and it's not good Uh, Brad McMurphy reporting Big Sky Conference cancels football season this fall wow bummer wow And Austin just uh, tweeted out a great gif, which is is exactly right on the money. It's this cartoon character getting hit in the pills.
0: Yeah, yeah. That stinks. uh, Yeah, it does. And this is what I'm afraid of. This is is what I think uh, this might not be the only case. Uh, Of course, there have been others, too, but this could spread.
1: I just, I wonder how much of it is about resources, you know? playing games in this type of situation is obviously going to take more resources, right? And if you don't have any sort of, if you don't have income, how do you commit those resources?
0: Well, the TV money is big for uh, whoever's going to be playing. And if you don't have big TV money coming your way, it sort of gets back to what we talked about with UConn yesterday, you know. What's and, the point? Yeah. Yeah. What will they? Yeah. What are they willing to tolerate from that standpoint? And I don't know whether their expenses are considerably less, but that's uh, that's not happy news for anyone trying to be optimistic about what's going to happen uh, in a month or two.
1: Yeah, and it's student athletes missing out on opportunities. I mean, God, just just stinks. Scotty. uh, uh this was a couple months ago, but he was uh, talking to some folks uh, up in the the Montana region, and they said uh, they were telling Scotty that uh, if Montana and Montana State have to play each other ten times, they're going to do it. So maybe we'll not, see. Not, not <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they go rogue. <laughs> we're going to play. This is happening. We're just going to play each other. We'll see, see you, you uh, next week. See you in Missoula. <laughs>
0: oh man well we either laugh or we cry right
1: no i just i honestly i feel bad for you know of course we were stayed in SU. i feel bad for those athletes that stinks it really but,
0: is you know aside from the money and you and i have gone back and forth on that uh, the priority is to keep these athletes safe and if that's what's necessary to do so uh i understand the other problems that uh, bubble up from all that but uh There's real concern about uh, that very issue.
1: All right. uh, Coming up next, we have sounds of various clips, also known as Drop of the Day. Stay tuned. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.